0: Last time on Upside Tables
1: We buried our most famed hero, the bard, Froderick Dartwild, last night. His tomb broke open and he came forth, moaning, you see, about his, his mandolin.
2: Oh fuck, who fucking steals from the... De- that's fucking dumb, man.
1: And
3: who would be so dumb to steal a bard's instrument? <laughs> Oh, shut at you.
2: Where's your fucking mandolin? Golden axe. Two halflings stole it. Okay, we'll fucking kick their asses, okay? Oh, please. Who did you give that fucking mandolin to? You tell me right now.
1: We sold the mandolin to Mr. Skolarak. He's pinning all his hopes of uh, getting himself out of debt with it.
2: Right. Fucking asshole. Okay going to the fucking conservatory
3: do you think we could get in th- on diplomacy guest rules and perhaps slip in a bit of my medicine in there somewhere
2: very well if you want to be a traveling cook that's absolutely fine i'm going to be trying to keep a little more of a low profile though
1: no guests no tours no solicitors no amateurs
3: and i'm just going i'm going to pull out my uh, pan flute and uh play a melancholy little song.
0: You must stay and learn under my
1: tutelage. I could teach you such great things.
2: I am going to cast locate object.
1: The object is close. The locks here are quite new uh, and quite difficult to crack.
2: That's okay. There's alternatives. I am going to cast link on myself.
1: You shimmer half in this world, half in another. But after a moment with nary sound you're on the other side of the door.
2: Locate object cast again. Where is it?
1: As you duck into the alcove, can you make me a constitution saving throw, please?
0: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
3: (laughs) What the in the for this fresh hell is going on?
2: I do have one last lock point if I need it.
1: you want to use it?
2: (sighs) Let's stick with 12 and see how it goes.
1: Okay. Uh, A 12 is a failure. Okay. And as you duck into the alcove, uh, you see what looks like a rune on the wall behind the suit of armour that was previously invisible suddenly flare brightly and there is an explosive sound of thunder. Uh, The suit of armour crumbles uh plates and shield and weapon tumbling to the floor with a massive clatter uh, and your ears are ringing as you take uh 15 points of thunder damage Youch! and are left a little dazed and confused uh you can't hear anything you are deafened
2: okay um i'm still gonna cast my locate object quickly as I start to sort of move down the corridor.
1: Uh, towards the stairs or the instrument room?
2: Um, just kind of out of the alcove a bit. Okay, um, so kind
1: of going back to where the stairs enter this uh, landing space. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so you can cast your spell and several things happen at once. Firstly, your spell is successful. Hmm. Okay. Uh, And you can sense the mandolin is in the building about 20 feet uh, to your left. So if you're looking away from where you just exploded the suit of armor towards the double doors at the other end of the hallway, that's sort of looking south. Uh, So this is to your left, where to your eyes, there is just blank wooden panel. Next the double door at the far end of the corridor opens and you see the tiefling who was previously leaning up against the harp uh, looking down the corridor in surprise at you. Thirdly, uh, Honnet, your conversation which is going swimmingly is suddenly interrupted by a loud bang upstairs followed by the clattering of metal on wood. Your partner in Conversation raises an eyebrow. Oh, heavens, I'm afraid I must take your leave. There is something afoot upstairs. Oh,
3: great stuff in the sky. What is going on here? I'm not sure if I feel
1: safe. Fear not, Vaudel will uh, keep an eye on you. And with a click, the butler is once again summoned uh, mm. as. Mr. Skaldrark hurries away upstairs.
3: No, no, I insist. Let me come with you. I need to see what is going on here for myself if I deci- if I must decide to stay here.
1: Uh, make a persuasion
3: check. I will gladly do so. Uh... 24.
1: Very well, if... You need to be assured. Follow me. Uh, And uh, Mr. Skulldrang heads to the elevator that you saw on your way in. Uh, A strange metal contraption in a sort of square framework. Uh, Come, come. Uh, As you enter with him, uh, he speaks loudly and clearly. Third floor. And the elevator begins to rise.
2: Um, I am going to cast Charm Person on uh so can i can i see both tieflings
1: uh you can currently only see the chap that was sneering you can't hear anything because you're deafened so you don't know if the flute music has stopped uh but you can't see the other uh grayscale tiefling that was playing the flute
2: okay right so did I spot any other exits of the um, music room that might lead to sort of the bit beyond, sort of where this mandolin supposedly is?
1: Uh, you did see a doorway. Well, you saw three doorways out of the the music hall. Um, one was the double doorway that's ahead of you now. One was back out to presumably a balcony of sorts, and one was. Potentially to a room that could fit the description you're describing.
2: Okay, I am going to run towards that Tiefling at the music room and cast Charm Person as I go. Um, Okay. My Variant Tiefling Charm Person, so that's a DC 14 wisdom save.
1: Your Variant Tiefling version. Okay. Yes. I would also like you to make a wisdom saving throw, please.
2: Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. That is 17.
1: Okay, well, you both fail.
2: Oh, fun.
1: As you both charm the other. <laughs>
2: hey, friend, friend, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go.
1: Oh, hi. In- hi. Welcome.
2: So... You should-
1: be here.
2: Yes. Well, um can I explain along the way? Come with me. let can walk and talk.
1: Sure, sure. No, you come with me. I insist.
2: Okay, come on. Let's go. What's uh, your name by the way?
1: Oh, me? I'm Raphael.
2: Raphael, that's a lovely name. I'm Beacon. Hello. Oh. Lovely Beacon, to meet.
1: Pleasure. I do so love tieflings.
2: Oh, darling, those horns are to die for. Remember, we're both tieflings.
1: Well, precisely.
2: (laughs) Alrighty, come on, let's go. Places to be.
1: Uh, He seems to be leading you back inside the music room as much as you are leading him.
2: Yes, that's fine. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You
1: see that uh, the other tiefling who was playing the flute uh, appears to be uh, a little nervous, alert. Uh, She's set the flute down. Um, and...
2: Listen, it's fine. I'm just here to pick something up, then we'll be right out your hair, okay?
1: Oh, no, darling, you're not going anywhere. You're staying with me.
2: Oh, darling, let me explain along the way. Um, I am in a little bit of a hurry, you know.
1: Oh, really? What
2: are you after? Oh, come on. Come with me. Come with me.
1: No, 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 no. Take a seat. These chairs are so comfortable.
2: Listen, I am in very much of a hurry. Let's walk and talk. Come on.
1: Marcia, would you please play the harp for us? I know you love your dratted flute, but your harp music is so lovely and would set the ambience perfectly for our little rendezvous.
2: Listen, let me fetch something quickly and then I'll be right with you, okay?
1: No, what are you fetching? Where are you going?
2: Oh, the mandolin in the other room. It's fine.
1: Oh, heavens. No, 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 no. That is not allowed.
2: Oh, no, no. no. You can allow it to me.
1: Uh, At this, Honnit, you and Mr. Scythian arrive on the third floor in this elevator. Uh, You can see a corridor... And to your left, uh, a stairwell leading both up and down, a spiral staircase that's evidently in this round tower. Uh, you can see shards of metal all over the floor, scattered pieces of what once was a suit of armour. Uh, and off to your right, you can see a double doorway, one of the doors ajar, through which you can hear uh, raised voices discussing something.
3: Oh, my. I... What has go... What has happened here?
1: Well, it would seem that somebody has set off one of my little glyphs that warn me of people snooping around. Hopefully it's one of the children, but uh, they should know not to mess with my things. Raphael! Raphael!
2: Oh, darling, you don't need to listen to him. Come on.
3: (laughs) That you would require such measures, simply unacceptable...
1: Well, I simply must assure the safety of both my patrons and my instruments. They are far more valuable than anything else for miles around. Uh, Raphael turns to you, Beacon. Darling, no, that's my boss, you see, Mr. Skulderang.
2: Raphael, that's not his instrument. He stole it. He got people to steal it for him.
1: Oh, I know. No, he stole it for me.
2: Raphael, darling, there's a zombie yes, who wants it back.
1: Oh, boo a little zombie, couldn't you turn it? I see your holy symbol. You're one of those wicked clerics, aren't you?
2: Oh, darling, no, 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 no. I follow the god of the outcasts.
1: Oh.
2: If anything, one of the most holy deities out there. So, you mind your tongue. The god of the outcasts is not wicked. God, the outcast does very important jobs looking after people.
1: Well, maybe you can convince me.
2: Now, you might not find much use for that, but there's a lot of people out there who do.
1: Very well, very well. Uh, at this moment, hol- uh, Scythian has charged through the double doorway into the music hall. Uh, would you like to follow? Yes, absolutely. All right.
2: I, I see Simeon come in and say, Ah, hello, cousin.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Scythian is somewhat taken aback. Oh, uh, I beg your pardon?
2: Yes? Your mother's sister's?
1: Uh, Son? Child? Cousin? Mother had a sister?
2: Oh, did she not tell you? (laughs) I suppose she didn't, because... My own mother did not end up quite so financially fortunate, so that probably was not something she told you about.
1: I'm going to ask a very important question here. (laughs) Are you attempting to simply deceive, or are you using your, this is how I'm doing this?
2: This is how I'm doing this. I think it's really fucking interesting if, no, this is actually my asshole cousin and you were never aware. So,
1: Incredible,
2: <laughs> because you know, tea uh,
1: My mother didn't have a sister. She would have told me the painting. I don't have the paintings any. Anyway.
3: Uh, uh, Can I, uh, real quick, roll insight on Beacon to see if this is a deception that I should play along with, or if this is actual the truth and I should stir up shit.
1: Uh, I think yeah, no true. insight needed, right? No like,
2: insight needed, this is the truth.
1: Yeah. you, you <laughs> glance and see that Beacon has been holding out on you.
3: I turn to the whatever what's his name? Who cares? And go Sibian. You don't even You don't even know your own family tree? Huh. Out Outrageous. Every upstanding family has well kept lines of genealogy. And I turn my
1: head snobbishly. Uh, make an intimidation check.
3: Love that, yes.
1: As you berate this poor man.
3: That is a 21.
1: Oh, well, yes, of course, you're my cousin. Uh, The genealogies wouldn't lie. I simply misspoke. I forgot, my dear auntie. Auntie... Arabella. Auntie, Auntie Arabella, of course, yes. How she used to love the olives in the autumn time.
2: Yes, and you have been keeping care of those olives well, have you? I saw them on the way in.
1: Uh, make a perception check, Beacon.
2: Perception, okay. Okay, 19.
1: You see a shadow flicker across his face as real concern and wistfulness is displayed on his visage before he masterfully covers it up. Yes.
2: Those were thriving orchards.
1: Truly. uh, There was a
2: good olive oil business here.
1: There truly was.
2: What happened?
1: I fear I do not know. They simply withered and died some eight months ago.
2: Hmm, yes. Was that when you started acquiring instruments from the dead?
3: I beg your pardon? I beg your pardon? And I turn to...
2: Oh, yeah. I am here to retrieve a mandolin taken from the grave of a bard who died not a month past in the village of... Was it Toad Hole? Preposterous! The golden act.
1: Preposterous. No, 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 no.
2: Oh, yes, because dear Raphael was just telling me that um, you acquired it for him.
1: Uh, how long does Charm Person last? An hour. Okay. Um
3: love you, no
2: honor.
1: Outrageous. Uh, Raphael leans over uh, a beautiful marble statue uh, on a little pedestal. Oh, <gasps> Darling. Oh, handsome when you're angry.
2: Oh, that's more where that came from.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is.
2: Uh,
1: you see Scythians pondering something. Well... Mandolins aside, no, it wasn't when I was acquiring such strange esoterica that you mm. preposterously proposes from a grave. No, it's when Raphael arrived, of course.
2: Insight check.
1: Go for it. What are you trying to discern? Whether he's lying about that?
2: Mm, yes. Uh, that is fourteen.
1: Uh, as far as you can tell, he's being truthful. Uh, he seems to have given it a moment of thought. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be lying.
3: Can I give a quick glance over to Raphael and uh, see if there's anything unusual about him?
1: Uh, in what way would you like to be observing this? Tiefling, that now you see is looking rather besottedly uh, at Beacon? Anything
3: that suggests that he might not be a Tiefling or fully be a Tiefling? Anything that suggests there's something other there?
1: Okay, make an Arcana check.
3: Arcana? Oh boy, plus zero. It it landed slightly cocked, but it would be a nat 20.
1: You look at this Tiefling and there's nothing exceptional about them there's nothing obviously glamoured they're physically interacting with the world around them there's no obvious strangeness magically that you can sense uh about them but that's not what can be said for the statue that they're leaning on which gives off a faint magical hum that just pings your senses a little uh as if there's something there that's Not quite what it seems. The edges of an illusion, perhaps.
2: Well, no matter the source, that mandolin should be returned.
1: I have acquired my mandolin quite through normal channels. Uh, I was in fact telling this marvellous The normal channels
2: of uh, getting someone else to steal it for you?
1: No, no. Purchasing it on the open markets, of course.
2: From someone who stole it for you, yes.
1: No, I would never send anyone to steal anything from me.
2: Seriously? Because I did actually talk to the people involved, so, you know.
1: Heavens? Fraternizing with thieves and breaking into my tower? Well, the guard will have a field day with you.
2: Oh, you would have people arrest your own cousin? Whose side of the family was thrown out by your own mother?
1: Evidently with good reason, as rogues and vagabonds. Family
3: is family.
2: You cheated her out. Your side of the family cheated her out of her inheritance.
3: I want to put on an even more shocked face, if that is even possible at this point.
2: If anyone's the thieves in this family, it's you. I'm just here to return things.
1: Well, are you demanding access to the conservatory?
2: I just want that mandolin back where it belongs. With its original owner. So that the dead may rest in peace. And if there's any other items acquired in similar ways, I suggest you return those as well.
1: Make a persuasion check. Flat roll. You've got both advantage and disadvantage on this, so no help actions will do anything. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boo.
2: I'm gonna use my last luck. On this. Mm. Helpful. That is a flat ten.
1: Uh you see Mr Skolderang is pondering his options here.
3: Quick question. Was Mr Skolderang rolling something himself to contest that uh, persuasion?
1: Uh he did not, no. Um are you trying Correct. to cut in words?
2: Oh can I can I can I guidance myself as well?
1: Uh I wouldn't say guidance. Because that's casting a spell in the middle of conversation. But if you mm. if you want to give Bardic inspiration on the check instead, uh that's fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. why well, am I rolling for Bardic? D eight. D eight. D Uh we're up to an eleven, folks. <laughs>
3: oh god, I'm so sorry.
2: It's okay. You tried.
1: Right. Uh the Scythian is pondering what you've said. <sighs> And I suppose Auntie Arabella is no longer with us, I I would imagine.
2: Not for quite some time, no.
1: Alas, I would have loved to have stopped wine with her once again. But it's a shame, since no one will know you're here, and, well, no one will ever know that you were. I'm afraid I can't give you the mandolin.
2: Well, that's a shame.
1: I will give you one option to leave my property and never darken my doorway again.
2: Well, I suppose we're at odds then. God help the outcasts and I call spirit guardians.
1: Okay. Uh, Probably time to roll initiative then.
3: Real quick before that, can I gently uh, pat the shoulder of... um, I constantly forget his name. I am sorry. ADHD. The Beacon. No, the Tiefling. The. Sivian? Sivian. Yeah. I gently pat his shoulder and um, I want to cast Bestow Curse. Okay. Could I get. Um, it says um, as disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Can I instead make that disadvantage on attack rolls against Beacon?
1: You can certainly try. Um...
3: Wisdom save. DC 15. DC, 15.
1: Uh, that is a 16. 13 on the die. Ugh, alas. Uh alas. Scythian spins round, drawing a bone conductor's baton from his sleeve. Heavens, you dare lay hands on me? Uh, And I would like your initiative rolls, please.
2: That's a 10 for beacon.
1: A
3: dirty 20 for
1: uh, me uh cool uh, ba, 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 ba. uh what's your dex modifier please on the twenty uh plus two
3: okay
2: um spirit guardians is not affecting Honnit or raphael or the other Tiefling girl who was in the room
1: okay cool uh and yes importantly you and raphael are still charming each other
2: yep because that's not concentration that just continues to happen <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> yeah
1: um Though,
2: so, sorry, Raphael, the um rendezvous will have to wait a little bit while I fight yes. my cousin.
1: Depending on what happens in the fight, uh, you may each get opportunities to save again against the charmed effect. Um, but first up, beating you on the Tide Dirty Twenty is Sivian, uh, and he's world round.
2: Um, so is Sivian within fifteen feet of me?
1: Uh, you are in a chamber that is twenty-five foot deep by thirty foot wide. Uh, so yeah, you're.
2: Yep. Um. So uh, when um when he starts to turn in the area of my spell, um, he makes a wisdom saving throw, um, DC thirteen. On a on a failed save, takes three d eight radiant damage. On a successful, half of that.
1: Uh. What type of save was it, sorry? Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, that's a 14.
2: Okay, so half of 3d8. Let me just roll the 3d8 now. I'm going to do it on D&D Beyond because I don't want to roll so many dice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, four damage.
0: Uh,
2: Lovely.
1: Total or halved? Halved. Okay. Uh He seems unfazed by your magic So, Uh, no,
2: four four damage is the half.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Uh, He seems unfazed uh, but he is going to use his reaction uh, to force you to make a constitution saving throw, Beacon
2: Okay, this isn't a thing targeting him, this is an area effect If that effect's anything You damaged him Right, okay, what was it? Constitution Yep Okay, 12.
1: Uh, that is a failure.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, and you take 14 points of fire damage, half to halved to
2: because I'm resistant to fire.
1: As you see from the tip of his wand a blazing streak of fire, innately it seems, streak out and explode in a little fireball all around you. Uh, then for an action... Uh he's going to draw the sword at his hip and go Brigand I knew something was afoot. You uh you were distracting me, weren't you? Oh you never had any talent. Did you even have any money? Ah! Uh, and he's going to attack uh you, Honor Uh twice. The first one uh is a twenty three to hit.
3: Yeah, that hits.
1: Righty. Uh you take uh six points of piercing damage and six points of poison damage. Uh as you notice, being exactly who you are, that this blade seems to be coated in venom. Lovely. Uh he's then gonna take a second attack. Uh that is a sixteen to hit. That hits. Alrighty. righty. Uh, you take another eight points of piercing damage and seven points of poison damage. Uh, as this tiefling seems to have relatively good form, uh, you see him wielding the sword and baton in each hand and is quite dexterous and forceful with movements. Like a conductor.
3: I have the ability, Stone's Endurance. When you take damage, you can use react to reduce the damage taken by one D twelve plus two. Yep. So I I will take uh that as a reaction now.
1: Yep, makes sense. So you took fifteen on the second attack, so you definitely do that to that one.
3: Eight plus two is ten damage reduced.
1: Cool. So you only take five damage total from the second attack. Yes. Uh, then I would like both of you to make a wisdom saving throw, please, as you begin to hear strange whispers taking root in your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, oh. 14. Eight. Oh. A 14 is a pass.
2: An eight and an eight is eight not. Is not. <laughs> uh,
1: beacon, you take 20 points of psychic damage. I'm down. Okay. Oh, um, As the whispers take root in your mind, suddenly you see flashes, your family, poor, unable to buy any food, staring up at that great manor on the hillside, high above the ramshackle cottage that they've scraped together. Memories of loving times, of happier times, all in the shadow of the wealth that could have been yours.
2: My mother growing a tiny little olive plant in a pot that still sits in the corner of my carries, Tiny little thing.
1: And you tumble to the ground. The lights all around you, those spiritual guardians, flicker and fade as on it you watch. Beacon. Unconscious. Collapse to the ground.
2: What's Raphael's reaction to this? Uh,
1: well, he's...
2: A charm person is in concentration. Turn, no, know, <laughs>
1: no, that's fine. Um, but there are warring things, so he's going to make a save on his turn, hmm. uh, which is relatively soon. Uh, also, Honnit, you take 10 points of psychic damage, even on a pass. Um, but otherwise, no ill effects as you push the whispers away.
2: Um, if it fails its saving throw, it's chomped by you until the spell ends, or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. So we haven't actually done anything harmful to Raphael himself.
1: No, but you did to his boss between you, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Mm-hmm.
2: Depends how much he likes his boss, I guess.
1: It's true. Uh, hot it. it is your turn.
3: Oh, for the sake of the chef, Beacon, you can't do this on me! And I'm going to bonus action cast healing word at um uh eh, eh, um at first level i suppose
0: mm-hmm.
3: so that is um seven health back to on uh, to beacon
2: yep i'm back up
3: uh that's my bonus action as an action i am let's mhm and i I already cast, like, a leveled spell. Are we keeping the rule of only one leveled spell, or can I...
1: Yeah, you can use your action for a cantrip, but you can't cast a, a leveled spell with your action because you bonus action it worded. All
3: right. All right, all right, all right. Um, let me have a quick... <laughs> I am going to brandish my um, cast iron skillet, and I'm going to pull out a vial from... A little pouch on my belt and apply poison to it, which I believe is an action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And I just turn to the what's his name? Who cares? Maybe. And go, Yeah, really? Venom? Let me guess. You're using some kind of cobra venom. Oh, so predictable, so simple. Let me show you what the real poisoners take. And um, yeah, that's my action.
1: Okay. Uh, any movement? Or are you staying up in his grill?
3: I'm just going to stay up in his grill. Don't want to risk uh, attacks of opportunity.
1: Okie dokie. Uh, in which case, uh, Raphael is going to make a wisdom save with disadvantage. Uh That is Nat 1. Uh, so he is still charmed. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, he leans over the statue, somehow even further, shirt drooping, uh, revealing his fine musculature.
2: I just take a moment from the floor <laughs> to admire. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. He's putting admire on a shirt, his
2: reaction, right?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and he, head in hand, in a, what would be a very unnatural position, uh, but you know he's working it for you, is um, just going to lean towards you and say, oh, darling, go get them. Oh, this is the most excitement I've seen in months. Uh, and he's You got it, sweetheart. Content to watch the show for now. Uh, as well as put on his own show, of course.
2: Of course.
1: Um, Beacon.
2: Is this some form of bodic inspiration?
1: Uh, sadly not. I did just double-check if he had anything <laughs> relevant in his stat block for that, but no, I didn't give him anything.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, Beacon, it is now your go. You are currently prone, um, but uh, half your movement will get you up.
2: Okay. I'm just considering my options. How are you looking, it? You're looking hurt?
3: Yeah, I'd... I'm... Below half health.
2: Mm, okay. 18
3: out of 45.
2: Now ain't a good time to... Mm, yeah, okay. Right. I am going to stand up. I'm gonna move back the other 15 feet that I can.
0: Okay,
1: yeah.
2: And I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead. Wisdom save DC 13.
1: On Sivian, yeah, I presume. Not Raphael.
2: On Sivian, yeah.
1: Uh, that is a 19. He's being a wise boy.
2: Yeah. I am
3: so sad that cutting words doesn't work on saves.
2: Uh, yeah, no, there's nothing else I can do there. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm just going to try and duck behind that statue with my movement.
1: Uh, the one that Raphael's leaning on? Yeah. Sure, yeah, it's kind of a marble bust. Um and yeah you can easily duck behind it um yep. you've used your action so there won't be a, a full hide action no available but, still, but it's some cover it's cover yeah it's cover,
2: cover. Yep, it's cover.
1: Sure. Alrighty. righty any bonus actions
2: um i don't think i've got any okay um yeah and i'm say i'm saving my uh such healing word shenanigans for when it's truly, truly direly necessary. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Alright. Uh, at the outbreak of fighting, uh, you see uh, the tiefling girl who was um, somewhat unconfidently playing the harp at the behest of Raphael uh, shriek and flee the room.
2: That's fair. Honestly. Smart
1: girl. She does not seem happy. Uh, But we're back to the top with Scythian and still in a fine form, uh, what looks like a pretty aggressive uh, duelist stance almost. Uh, He is once again going to call out, cousin, you come into my home and think you can throw your weight around and make outlandish requests that you can't even back up. You bring in vagabonds and robbers to distract me. I see your game! Uh, And he is going to try and cast Fairy Fire. Okay. Um, So I would like each of you to make a dexterity saving throw, please.
2: Okie doke. Oh boy. Oh, I'm not rolling well. Six.
1: I
3: also got a six.
1: Oh. Oh no. Uh both of you begin to glow a dark blue, much like the tone of his skin. Um, and this flickering fire seems to engulf you. Uh attack rolls against you will have advantage. Lovely. Uh he then gets to make one attack roll, uh, which he will take against HONIT since you're right there still.
3: This is homophobic.
1: It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh happy pride month uh that is <laughs> pride month. To hit.
3: i am going to cutting words that Alrighty. that's subtract two
1: 13
3: yeah that's still hitting
1: ro i mean you're basically the broad side of a bar um as a as a goliath here so Ouch. it kind of makes sense
3: yeah and uh not a very tanky class sadly
1: <laughs> yeah and you are glowing as well
2: we left all the tanks at home i'm so sorry
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, we have class. a tank at home. Uh you take Who 3 doesn't? points of piercing damage <laughs> and 6 points of poison damage uh, as with a little jab uh after casting his spell Scythian strikes you with his poisoned blade. Now, I have warned you once. Get out of my house and never darken my doorway again. <sighs> or face the consequences. Woo, name drops the other
2: side.
1: <laughs> oh
3: gee, I wonder the way this totally non not related word has come up.
1: Surely no relation. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Uh it is then your go on it.
3: Wonderful, wonderful. Reading up on, more up on the poisons. It's doesn't work on bludgeoning, which is sad. Oh,
1: not... Ignore that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're going to press this poison into his veins if it's the last thing you do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. And contact poison are quite a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, would it be unreasonable to say that I have purple worm poison?
1: Uh, that would be a little unreasonable, yes. I think uh, that's like a lot. But if that's what you want to spend your... Uh, how you prepared for this on, then you can absolutely have it.
3: I think I will. Yes, Uh I think I will do that. So,
2: my prep. This is my cousin. Your prep. World's deadliest poison.
1: Yeah,
3: I. It is my specialty, and I did Uh grab random vials. Who's to say I didn't carry it around?
1: Okay, so are you you, okay? Did you actually just straight up get purple worm poison, or did you cunningly steal the right vials from Beacon's house?
3: that's for me to know you to never find out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All okay, right. then. Come on, come on, come on. Let's do this properly.
1: Ah, that is a 10 to hit. Ten does not hit this man. Uh, as with far too much dexterity for his apparent onset years and what well, portly belly, uh, he easily seems to avoid your blow. Well that's no fun.
3: Uh huh. Let's see for Bonus Actions Beacon. How are you on health?
2: Uh wait till I'm done, then use it. It's quite it's fine.
3: Alright, suit yourself. I am going to sling a bardic at Beacon. Okay.
2: Alrighty. Cool. I will take a Bardic. Wonderful.
1: Anything else on it? Honestly, no. Alrighty then. Um, it's Raphael's go. He's going to make another saving throw at disadvantage. That's another that one. He's really in love with you. and <laughs> He's just leaning closer. And now that you've started hiding behind the, the bust that he's leaning over, he kind of starts almost purring in your ear as he drapes himself across it. Darling, you should have said something. We could have, you know, absconded or whatever rather than this rather salacious fight.
2: Oh, darling, I don't think we had quite enough time to abscond. That's why I was trying to hurry us along. Oh. But sadly, it was not meant to be. But perhaps later, assuming we both survived this little escapade.
1: promises. Promises.
2: Would you like to help us out a bit so that that comes along a little sooner?
1: Oh, darling, no. <laughs> this is far too much fun to watch.
2: Oh, very well, very well.
1: But you have kept him out of the fight uh, for another turn. Uh, it's then your go, Beacon.
2: Okay. Um... Oh, God, oh, God, this is not good... unfortunately all the things I have left are make him do a wisdom save and like that Bardic I don't think I'm going to be able to use until but I'm not sure there's anything I can particularly use it on right now sadly
3: save it for a saving throw
2: yeah I will save it for a saving throw Um, I'm going to try and told the dead again Okay. wisdom save 13
1: yeah uh, 19 on the die Uh, He does not want to fail a wisdom save today Asshole You cast your spell again And the acoustics of this room are beautiful And the bell tolls clearly Through the chamber uh, Several of the instruments seem to resonate And a beautiful harmony rises up In response to your spell You seem emboldened by this Rather than wounded
2: Listen, if you think my god ain't got a Affinity for music, then you're missing out.
1: Any other actions, Beacon?
2: Um. Um. How close is that door to sort of where the mandolin is?
1: Uh. From where you are at the statue, uh. About 20 feet away.
2: Okay, I'm gonna dart through there.
1: Okay, uh, you dart to the door, it is locked. As you try oh, it. Fucking damn it um but with that uh, unless you wish to duck away again got about 10 feet of movement left
2: yeah head back towards the statue i'm sure. not sure i can get the entire way there though sadly no, yeah
1: you're, you're halfway there but you're sort of in a um in a corner-ish of the of the hall uh, mm-hmm. and with that we're back to the top with Scythian uh he menacingly waves his baton Look, I will deal with you, and then I will recover my fortunes using this mandolin. (sighs) There simply isn't another way.
2: There's plenty other ways, like getting the olive grove back on its feet. That was providing all of the family money. What happened?
1: I have tried. The trees are simply gone. The ground is fallow. Uh seventeen to hit you on it.
3: I um I want to cast silvery barbs. Okay. So must re-roll
1: and use the lower roll. Yep. Uh he rolled a t- 15 to hit?
3: Uh yes, that hits. And okay. I, I already used my reaction so I can't cut words.
1: You can give
2: advantage,
1: so to you or Beacon.
3: Yeah, Uh, I'm going to give advantage to myself. I got the poison here. Okay.
2: Yeah. Go for it. Uh,
1: In which case, a 15 hit. Yep. So you take ooh big numbers. uh, Eight points of piercing damage and six points of poison damage. I'm down. Ha! A thorn removed from my side. Uh, as the poison begins to seep through your veins, you feel a burning sensation, and then suddenly very cold. Mm. Scythian turns to you. I shan't even clean my blade before using it to strike you, cousin. Ha! <sighs> you don't deserve the time. Uh, and he's going to make an attack against you as well.
2: Uh, I'm across the room, so you've got enough movement for that.
1: Uh, Yes, because you went to the doorway.
2: Um, And back somewhat.
1: Yeah, 10 feet back. Uh, But he's still got plenty of movement to get to you. That is a 14 to hit.
2: 14 is my armor class. Then meets it,
1: beats it. Um, Well, little numbers, I guess. Uh, Three points of piercing damage and three points of poison damage. I have one hit point left. Oh no. Incredible. As your vision is blurring, Scythian smiles. You should have taken my offer, cousin.
0: I did offer the door.
1: Uh, Honet, I'd like you to make a death saving throw, please. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you have advantage because of your silvery barbs.
3: Yeah. Uh,. Yep, saving throw. All right. That's a 10. Or wait, I have advantage, so that's an 11.
2: That's a pass.
1: An 11 is a success.
3: That's a success. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What, as poison ironically surges through your body, is flashing through Honneth's mind as you collapse to the ground? Uh,
3: I think the very first thing he'd think of is his grandmother sitting both the of, both of them sitting around the uh the the stove and she's showing him how uh, showing them how to uh, how to prepare a p- particular dish
1: then well you, you make sure you add just a pinch of sugar it really brings the whole dish together dearie eh?
3: yes but A bit of sugar, we need to balance it out with some acidity, maybe some lemon.
1: Yes, lemon could do it. Or you could get truly wild and add soy. The umami is delicious. (laughs) Yes, yes. The memory melts away uh, as we head to Raphael's turn. Uh, That is a 16. What was your charm DC?
2: Fourteen, so this is where it breaks. But I think he does realise that we both charmed each other. So Yes. Com si, com
1: Oh, fascinating, darling. <laughs> what a good shape. Normally that's my trick.
2: <sighs> Guess we are not gain that sweet time later, huh?
1: Oh, that would be a shame. Oh, Scythian, please. This one promised me favours later. Please forgive them for being a terrible cousin. You see, Sillian, falter. Make an insight check, Beacon.
2: Ooh, insight, you say?
1: Isn't Beacon down? Beacon's on one HP.
2: Beacon's got one hit point.
3: Oh, one hit point left. I thought you meant, like, Mm. when attack hits, you add one hit. Uh, Okay.
2: The attack brought me down to one hit point left.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) With the Bardic, that is 16 insight.
1: You look at the two of them conversing, and there is something very strange here. Raphael earlier said that Scythian was his boss, but that doesn't seem to be the dynamic that you see playing out in this conversation. Scythian seems to be almost deferring to Raphael's wishes here.
2: Raphael, darling, we were truly only here for the mandolin. Now, if that's something you can part with, then wonderful. If not, then I suspect we will be on our way, but you may need to have a conversation with a zombie at some point. Are those amenable terms?
1: Well, if it's terms you wish to make, how about a deal?
2: Along with favours later.
1: Of course, they were already on the table from our of earlier course.
2: conversation, of course, absolutely,
1: but how about we cut a deal? Would that be amenable?
2: I um all is as long as I can make sure that my friend doesn't slip into the cold embrace of death. Give me a second.
0: yeah,
2: on it, it's not your time, and I cast healing word
3: okay. I gasp back to life.
2: You get five hit points. Calm, Uh
1: Raphael waves his hand, and in a cloud of reddish smoke, uh, a curl of browned parchment appears, with a lot of writing covering it. Uh, perhaps uh, you'd care to sign something a little more formal to mark the arrangement, darling. Uh, And I would like to say you are still charmed by him.
2: Oh yes. Um, Darling, give me a second to read through this. Please.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You begin to read. uh, And it is in one of your native tongues.
2: Infernal. Yes.
1: Uh, This appears to be a contract uh, between you and the incubus Raphael. Which states that in return for the mandolin golden axe, you will renounce your belief in your god. That's as simple as it is. There is no catch about, you know, souls or any of those other nasty bedtime stories that you might hear about contracts.
2: Oh, this is juicy, huh? You really fear the god of the Outcast that much, huh?
1: No, darling. I simply wish to see how much you love me. Do you do love me, don't you?
2: Can I? Can I? Can I re? Can I make another saving throw for the charm person? Oh uh, sure. Because this seems like seems like a good narratively appropriate time. Yeah,
1: they're definitely not trying to use the charm effect to make you sign it.
2: Mm. Yes. Okay, that's an 18 plus 5 is 23.
1: Yeah. Um, You can feel that, actually, they release the charm effect. You Hmm. feel that the contract probably wouldn't be valid if there was any hint of shenanigans around it. Yes. Um, And they simply look at you, shirt still dripping away from their body. You do love me, don't you?
3: I want to cast Message at the Beacon. Uh-huh. Mm. I don't like this. There's no... I can't see a catch, but I don't like this.
2: Hmm. Beacon looks Raphael in the eye and tries to get a judge for what they are. Because... Mm, that's maybe not telling the whole story.
1: Uh, make an insight check with advantage.
2: After all, normal tieflings know that contracts are a thing and Uh are a thing of danger because of our ancestry. So that's a 19.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't hiding it. It was in the contract. He put himself as Raphael the Incubus. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, You know Incubi are creatures of the Lower Plains, um, perhaps part of the Tiefling heritage.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Dark-winged fiends that can be found in service to powerful rulers of the Hells. Uh, And generally they are beautiful corruptors. Um, They will appear to people and slowly lead them down paths that are amenable to their lords.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna say, as I look Raphael in the eyes, I'm afraid this is not the answer that you're going to be looking for. Now, i am certainly love to spend some time with you later, but I will not be signing this. And I will be taking my leave. And I invoke the blessing of the trickster. um, No, uh, Cloak of Shadows. Um, I become invisible until the end of my next turn, or until I attack or cast a spell. And I'm going to book it. Okay. I'm running.
1: Where are you running towards?
2: Um, So back to the door that I originally came into this room from to where the staircase is so I can go down and out, or try to, at least.
1: Okay, so that is towards Homet, uh, whom you'll have to leap over uh, as they are still on the floor.
2: Yeah, I'm going to kind of tap them on their way and, like, onward, out.
1: Okay. Uh, you book it. A beacon booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be Scythian's go. Next, let's say, back at the top of initiative. Uh, He's going to snarl. And your blessing is very powerful and very useful. But you did entirely forget that you're currently blazing with blue fire. Which does mean you don't gain any bonuses from the invisibility. Still attacks of opportunity as you run past
2: um i mean if it helped actually then aware given given i would be aware of that instead of cloak of shadows can i disengage
1: yes that's absolutely fine
2: okay i disengage and run i'm not invisible yes. i'm just booking it
1: That is absolutely fine. I only realized as I got back to Sivian's turn as well and looked at a stat block. Um, Cool. You disengage and book it. Uh, Sivian is going to snarl and point his wand at you as you leave. Uh, And from the end of the wand, a small globule of blue magic is flung forth. Um, Does a 15 hit.
2: Sadly, yes. Cutting
1: words. Cutting words Got in there just in the nick of time. Roll your D8. Uh, Minus four. Does an 11 hit?
2: No. I'm across 14.
1: Alrighty, then the second attack. Ooh. Uh, 13 also will not hit against your 14, then, as the two blasts of magic scatter off your back as you dive through the doorway, evading Scythian's attack. Uh, hot it, you are pro, but what would you like to do?
3: I'm gonna get up off the ground, mm-hmm. and I know this will not give me any any advantage, but just for flavor, while um uh, while he is uh, shooting after Beacon and presumably has his back turned to me, I want to stand up and whack him in the head with my. Cast Iron Pan. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> Oh fuck yeah. 18 plus 5 is a 23 to hit.
1: Uh he's not dodging that, staring as he is out of the doorway, snarling at the receding form of your friend. Uh and you clock him a good one on the back of the head with your skillet. Uh rough damage.
3: Alright. And remember, this has purple warring poison on
1: it. It does.
3: First of all, um Eight eight uh, Bonk.
1: Eight Bonk, yeah.
3: And then the purple wine Poison. Um, Make a constitution save. DC 19.
1: Ooh. Yeah, uh, that is a natural one. Uh, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> for a total of two.
3: Yes. Um, taking 12d6. Poison damage on a field save.
2: <laughs>
3: or half as much on the successful one.
2: Well, did not succeed. But that was a fail, baby!
3: I actually have enough D6 because what? I am that yes. kind of dice goblin.
2: Yes!
3: I actually did, like, this... I I have more, more D6 than anything else because I went out and bought a bunch of D6 at one point. Nice. 6 9... 10, 11... Where is number... Here's number 12. 6, 12, 8. 24 uh, 20, 30 36 38 39 44. 44 44
1: poison damage you see Scythian spin around uh as the blow almost twists him through the air and he captures himself. Why you ungraceful brethren of the, of, the, of the heavens.
3: That's some potent stuff. And that's <laughs> what a proper poisoned weapon looks like.
1: You say holding a cast iron skillet. Uh,
2: We're never eating off that pan again Beacon says from the doorway
3: (laughs) I clean my stuff It's (laughs) on the bottom Whiny
1: Scythium Collapses to the ground unconscious uh, As the poison swiftly Takes its hold (sighs) Anything else You'd like to do My,
3: I use my remaining movements To turn to um, Raphael? Raphael, yeah I have a bonus action left Uh and a bunch of spells, Uh and I am kind of low on health, and the, the only bonus action spell I have is Healing Word, so I'm going to just hit myself with the third level Healing Word. Sir? Not the skillet? Oh no 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 no
2: okay. no careful with that skillet
3: I, I try every poison I take just to know how potent this I'm not trying that
1: stuff again. Fair Alright 3d4 plus 4 is it?
3: Uh yeah. Two four five plus four is nine health to me. I this is Fair why list. I dislike healing word.
1: Yeah, it's meant for the range, right?
3: Yeah, it's a defibrillator, yeah. it's it's emergency.
1: Yeah. Um, but yes, you take a quick hit, and Raphael raises a, an eyebrow. I don't suppose I could tempt you, darling.
3: Oh, please! You've got nothing that I want. And,
2: and darling, do you remember we have a rendezvous later?
1: Oh, how could I forget?
3: Now, either you—either uh, you give me that uh, mandolin, was it? Uh, I. Brain bots. Uh,
1: yeah, so the mandolin, gold
3: <laughs> Either you give me that mandolin and help me shut up a drama queen's zombie. This this man was one of the most famous musicians, and you took his instrument away. He is throwing a hissy fit from beyond the grave, and it has become my problem. You are going to give that mandolin back, or I will, like you taste some of my poison.
1: (laughs) Oh, darling, that won't go the way you think it will.
3: And how... why is that?
1: Didn't you know? Well, I eat poisons for breakfast. Fucking fiends. But no, go on. It's fun to see you angry. What are you going to offer me, apart from threats? I do love a good deal. Or whatever could you want? Hmm. Well, it would have to be something that means something. Oh, that tatty old book at your waist, perhaps.
3: I... Upon even mentioning something that means something, I grab my book and I hold it very protectively against my chest.
1: Yes, that's the one. Surely you know it by heart by now. What is it, all of Granny's old recipes?
3: Perhaps. What's it to you? Fuck off.
1: Oh, it's simply the deliciousness of the memories it contains. You have it by rote, you don't need it as a reference anymore. All it is to you is a token. I'll trade it for the mandolin. Over your
3: dead body! Can Can I use attack or is that like, do I... You can attack. I want to cast third-level uh, Distant Whispers.
2: Okay,
1: uh, let's see what Beacon was doing. We'll say that was a, another round, so Beacon can can have a yeah. go uh, yeah. just before you get your Distant Whispers in.
2: Okay, while well, this conversation's happening, so Sivin's down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: From what I saw of him earlier, can I see any keys on him?
1: Make a perception check.
2: That's an nat 20.
1: Ooh, for a total of...
2: For a total of 22.
1: You peer over and see what was previously invisible behind the ruff, but has tumbled out in his unconscious state. A key on a beautiful chain necklace has fallen onto the floor. It's still attached to the necklace, but it is now visible.
2: So while Raphael is focused on trying to tempt Honnet. Um, I'm gonna cast Cloak of Shadows. The fairy fired's no longer up because Correct. its caster is uh unconscious slash dead. So yeah. um that's no longer an issue. So I'm gonna become invisible, go and pick up that key and try and go get that door open.
1: Alrighty. Uh make me a stealth check with advantage.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, that is a dirty 20
1: nice with a perception of a dirty 20 Raphael's eyes flicker as you grab the key he seems to see movement and raises an eyebrow you believe you've been spotted but you have a moment he's not yet reacted
2: okay I'm gonna go get our door open
1: rush to the door uh, the key fits. It's a master key, it seems. Uh, and the door turns with, oh, the lock turns with a click and the door swings open, uh, revealing, uh, a study. Uh, there is an unlocked roll top desk pushed against the West wall. Uh, and the chair has a large fancy S carved into the backrest. Uh, Near the desk, there is a wooden staircase spiralling upwards. Yep. Uh, You believe that from your knowledge of the roof section earlier, there isn't anywhere that it could go, this staircase. It would lead directly to the roof, and you know that there was no such place.
2: And the locate object was pointing here?
1: into this room, and it was on a level with you when you were on this floor. And it was pointing down when you were on the roof.
2: Okay. I'm going to try ascending the stairs. Okay. See what's up there.
1: Uh, you start to clamber the stairs, and Raphael is going to leap towards the open door. Oh, darling, you are on distraction again. How quaint. Uh, and follow you into the study. And
3: yeah. my spell, my distant whispers,
1: You can cast it now.
3: Okay. uh, Wisdom save, thank you very much. DC 15.
1: Uh, Against the spell. Uh, Uh, That is a failure with a 14.
3: Oh, nice. Um, 15 psychic. Okay. And, you know, uh, it. It must immediately use its reaction, no reaction left if available, to move as far as its speeds allow us away from you, so like
1: uh Raphael has his reaction,
3: yeah, no, I meant like it can't use a reaction after this, sure. no attacks of opportunities, it's wasted, he wasted his reaction,
1: uh yes, well, it's not wasting because he uses it to dash into the study, yeah, uh, so you are still invisible, I think, uh beacon yes. Uh, but Raphael seems to have a quick scan of the area, uh, doesn't immediately clock where you are, but does rush towards the table, the desk, which is right next to the staircase. Uh, make an investigation check as you climb the stairs.
2: Ooh, that's a good roll. Ooh. 18.
1: 18. Uh, as you put your foot on the first stair... You look up, and it's just darkness. It's not a very mundane darkness above you, and there's something about it that's all very odd. This staircase to nowhere leading to darkness.
2: Well, here's a, here's a, here's the thing. I am a man of faith. I run up into the darkness unafraid, for I am a beacon. Okay. A light in the dark.
1: You run into the darkness and your belief in your god is strong. It's unshakable. And this is your purpose here, to light the way. So I don't think there's any check necessary as you step into the darkness and with a pulse of light it is dispelled. You see a small attic room uh, there are grey sheets covering old dusty furniture. But in front of you is a pedestal upon which there is a beautiful red cushion. Uh and upon the cushion is a gorgeous golden mandolin.
2: Yeah. Stride forward, take the mandolin.
1: Alright. As you touch it you feel a surge of warmth up your arm. Uh this thing seems very magical powerfully so you feel an urge almost to strum the strings but a little voice in the back of your mind warns you against it
2: alright time to take you back to your home
1: at the bottom of the stairs you hear Raphael darling come out to play <sighs> well I'm getting rather bored of this I will see you later for our rendezvous. If you don't, then, well, I'll come find you, hey.
2: Look forward to it.
1: Uh, And you see, with a a look of perhaps feigned boredom, Raphael sees that you have the uh, mandolin, looks over at the unconscious, dying, dead, form of uh Sivian Scaldurang shakes his head. Well, 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 my master won't be very pleased. Oh, well, all games come to an end. And as if fading into the background of the carved wooden wall of the study, Raphael steps away and fades into invisibility.
2: All right. I am gonna rush down the stairs, and the moment I can see Sivian's body, gonna cast Healing Word. Okay. So he regains five hit points. No, he doesn't. I'm... No, he's dead. Okay. You
1: cast your spell and realize he's not breathing.
2: I run over. Oh boy.
3: Is he really worth this?
2: Well, to be honest, no. And I don't have enough spells left anyway, even if I wanted to. It's such a shame, cousin, that our first and last meeting had to be like this. But if you will take from a dead man's chest, then Guess this is what you get. I gently sort of kneel beside the body and close his eyes. Arrange him sort of so, like, it's less the posture of a man who's just crumpled to the ground and more he's sleeping. Okay. Respect for the dead. And then I turn to Honnett and say, Okay, time to go. Time to go.
3: Time to go. Yes
2: dropped a mandolin to my back and start running out of the house.
1: Right. The long day is catching up with you, but uh, you barrel through um, and the housekeeper um, calls after you. Vordell yells, I say, Rob! What is this? Oh, Mrs. Scaldorand!
2: It's for Froggit! So he's no longer a zombie, okay? This was stolen from his grave. Have some respect.
3: Also, if I may interject, this house belongs to the. Hold on, one IRL moment, right? But... Um, this house belongs to the Scolderang family. Is that correct? Yes, for seventeen generations. And Lord Skaldorang is currently. There's no kinder way to say this he is currently deceased. What murderers
0: uh,
1: uh, uh. uh, you see Vaudreil clutch his chest, eyes widening in pain.
3: He was under the control of a fiend, however, with d- did did he have any children?
1: uh you see Vaudreil sinking to his knees, eyes bulging,
3: uh, no,
2: just the children. The... The musicians. Uh, my lord, is dead. Healing word. I'm gonna. I'm gonna healing word him just to sort of help stop him from having like an immediate heart attack.
1: Yeah, take the edge <laughs> off the cardiac arrest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so then, by laws of inheritance, and Beacon here being and true a true heir of the Scholarang family, the the mansion and the estates belong to them now. <clears throat>
0: I would need to see your genealogies.
2: I will bring the book along tomorrow. There is an old book that my mother passed to me that's been collecting dust, let's be honest. I never thought it'd be relevant, but Uh, I will bring it tomorrow.
0: I could never have the Skaldrang Conservatory not have a Skaldrang leading it under my watch. (laughs) I'll
2: bring the olive groves back to life.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, I suspected that utter, reprehensibly hot Raphael of doing something.
2: Listen, it's going to be okay, but I need to get this mandolin back to a dead man so that he can rest, okay? I'll be back tomorrow.
0: Yes, I, I shall retire and have tea.
2: Look after the children. Make sure they don't go into the music room until the body has been moved
1: heavens the body uh, and he faints
2: okay uh, I'm just going to leave him to that uh, let's go
1: sure <laughs> uh, you hurry uh, back uh, to the still quite quiet um, village of Toad Hop um, people still not really daring to come out in the streets uh, as especially as it's now dusk darkness falling uh, as it's taken a couple of hours to clamber down the gorge uh, and return with haste uh, to the village.
2: Yeah, we're going to go straight to the house where mm-hmm. the bard was.
1: Yes, uh, you smell him far before you see him.
3: At the edge of town, I I want to stop Beacon and motion towards the mandolin. Uh, may I? I've heard many a thing what exactly have I heard about this instrument? Because you said, you mentioned earlier it was one of the seven fabled bard instruments or something along those lines, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Make a history check. I would love to. Uh,
3: That's an 11.
1: Uh, You only know them as fabled instruments, highly magical, um, and They enable great feats of power from the Bearer. Um, Each is sort of legendary in its own right. They have individual names, like this one being Golden Axe. Um, You only know that uh, this was gifted to Frodi. Um, You don't know why or when, uh, but it was on his early adventures.
2: I don't think we should... I think this should go back to its rightful owner.
3: I I will bring it back. I will give it back. The The dead should rest in peace.
2: Just, and I think this should rest in peace too.
3: There's been so many stories. There was... Back, back in college, it was the stuff of legends. Everyone was going to say that they were... Eventually going to be the one to wield it
2: <sighs> well let's see let's see what he thinks about it, okay
1: Yes, yes, that's you head back to the cabin and hear the rasping uh as Frodie shambles towards the door
0: Frody. Oh, no. yes, my darling Mandolin.
2: Would you play us something? (gasps) See you out.
1: Uh, And Frodi gently stretches his hands out to take the mandolin.
2: I hand it over. One last song for the night, huh?
1: He caresses it, plucks the strings slowly. And then quicker, quicker, as he begins to play a jig, a happy tune. Uh, notes pouring through the town. Uh, You hear a surprised shout of laughter from behind one shuttered window and a couple of people come to their doors as they hear Frodi playing for the first time in, well, too long. As he plays, he dances as best he can. Um, You see bits of him perhaps not making the journey quite as well um, as he somewhat lively for his zombie form, uh, jigs his way back towards his crypt. Um, Everyone starts coming out to view the utterly insane spectacle of this zombified bard playing the golden axe. Uh, As you follow, you gather this huge crowd uh, and at the door to his crypt with a final beautiful flourish, Frodi finishes his song and turns to the assembled villagers.
0: I'm sorry for the trouble. I look forward to the endless sleep. I miss you all. Thank you for returning my beautiful axe to me.
2: Thank you for one last song, good sir. May you rest in peace.
0: There will always be another song, just perhaps a different musician. Ah!
1: And with that, he steps into his crypt, lies down in his coffin, carefully places the mandolin upon his chest, with one last exhalation, returns to being a corpse.
3: I want to grab my pan flutes and play. A song that one might hear at a funeral that's just a send-off song. Of, yeah. Yeah. A final tribute, a final honour.
1: Then make me one more performance check, please, to send off Frody.
3: Yeah. May I make this with advantage, inspired by the words he said?
1: Uh, not advantage, then. Have a D12 Bardic inspiration.
3: All right, then. I'm just going to roll it in for with it. Oh, whoa. 14?
1: You perform an admirable job, but admirable in the wake of exceptional never hits quite the same. And whilst the crowd seems to appreciate you and the tune that you play, you understand that. The genius of Frodi will always be difficult to match. But with practice, anything is possible. Indeed. The residents seem to start pulling out straw hats, perhaps a local custom, uh, as they sing a hymn along with your dirge. Uh, A little girl comes forth and lays a tiny flower to the door of the crypt Uh, before returning to the arms of her weeping parents. And slowly, as the music fades and the crowd disperses, locals pat you on the back and shoulders and congratulate you on a quest well done.
2: I go kneel by the coffin and say the last rites of the god of the outcasts. May you find yourself somewhere where you are never alone, where you are always in good company of people who appreciate you and see the light in yourself. May your journey's end be gentle in somewhere you can rest, in somewhere where you are safe, and somewhere where you are home.
1: As you speak the words, you almost hear a fluttering of laughter, ethereal, but content.
2: I stand up, leave the crypt, close the doors one last time.
1: with a thud they seal. This time you think perhaps a little safer for your blessing. And with that you return home. Wallets fuller uh, as you have been paid in gold for your services as promised by the town. And you return to your apothecary. Darkness greets you as it's the middle of the night by the time you get there. And as you unlock the door and open it... Darling, you took your time, didn't you?
2: Oh, you know, I was busy.
1: And they all lived... Until they died.
2: Tales of Mortera is created and DM'd by Liz Blake, with editing by Mario Panaghetti and featuring music by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at mortera.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Mortera, and to join our Discord community. We're also on Twitter, at MorterraCast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com
1: slash That is where we shall end our session today. Thank you.
2: He, this was really fun. Thank you, Crazy for
3: Crazy <laughs> This was really fun and a great story.
2: Good. I, I can't believe my character got a boyfriend within the span of one one-shot. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs>
3: I can't believe my character is going to poison said boyfriend <laughs> in an undetermined future.
1: Well, he is to poison. Um, oh, boy. So...
2: All in good well, fun, man. Yeah. All
3: in good fun.
1: Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to release the boys. Thank you, boys.
2: Yeah. Thank you, boys.
1: Farewell.
2: Farewell.
0: Farewell, boys.